Welcome to the Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics uh, in this article called The A's Will Finally Turn Out the Lights on Pro Sports in Oakland. It's kind of a sad topic for A's fans, but it made me reflect on what it means to be a fan. What's the purpose of being a fan? Why do we connect with sports teams? And sometimes you do that when the, the team leaves, unfortunately. And that's what I do in this episode. So, you know, what do the Oakland A's mean to me? And maybe that will help you or allow you to connect with what whatever you're a fan of means, you know, to you, whether it's a comic book or a TV show or a sports team. And uh, I do that on this episode because, you know, I have a long history as an Oakland A's fan. And the Oakland A's are, as this article argues, a working class team, probably one of the last working class teams. And I think it's unique because you have two fan bases in this area of the Bay Area. We have Oakland and San Francisco. So it naturally leads to what you could argue is a class division. Now, there's other elements, too, uh, involved in this. But I like the topic. I think it's a fascinating one. Class and sports and identity and sports. And so I'll delve into that on this episode of the Classics Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all the new subscribers. Please share it with a friend and leave a rating if you can. I appreciate it, and I'll see you after the music. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, the podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today... I'm going to put my uh, my sports hat on and, and, and look at the Oakland A's and their departure from Oakland because you know, I'm an A's fan and I just saw this 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 article called A's Will Finally Turn Out the Lights on Pro Sports in Oakland by Billy Witts and it's in the New York Times. And so I'm just going to talk about being an A's fan in a personal way and hope maybe you can make some connection, connections to your own kind of fandom, whatever that fandom may be. You know, it's odd to think of a sports franchise moving. As a Kings fan, we we had this close call in 2013, so I remember that about 10 years ago. So in some ways, I guess I thought the A's would find a way to stay, like how the Kings found a way to stay. Well, that's not happening. They're leaving, and that naturally leads people to reflect on what the team means to them and what the franchise means in, in, in a general historic kind of way. So it's funny because my wife actually asked me a similar sort of question, which is why I connected with this article. She asked me, you know, why why do people care about their sports teams? You know, she's really, she's not a sports fan. So she's she's just wondering, why do people care so much about their team? I guess she sees me and how, how into my teams I am. And it's a good question because I had to think about it. It's one of those truths that were never expected to expand on you know especially if you're a fan of whatever it could be a comic book series it could be a, a movie or a tv series why why is it important to us and so the i've been thinking about it a lot my best answer is in one word i think it's all rooted in identity you know our our, our identities as 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 individuals and i think it's it's all connected to that really if you think about, you know, we associate the team with our memories oftentimes, and our memories make up our sense of self. So for me, it's like watching Jose Canseco, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, 
Mike Gallego, who was a random personal favorite. Mark, Mark McGuire, you know, with my older brother, Tofik. We'd watch him in the late 80s, early 90s. I love those Bash Brothers A's teams. Or going to games in college with my buddy Brandon. We would go to so many A's games and sit in the bleachers, experiencing the victories, you know, the defeats with fellow fans, buying throwback jerseys. And that, that those throwback jerseys when I was a young, young man, they kind of reflected my teenage personality or my, my early 20s personality. You know, it's funny because like in my classroom, I have an A's towel from the 2012 playoff series. And I still remember a student, she, she went with her family and then brought me the towel. And it, it makes me think about that student, that year in my classroom, that series. It was a fun team. The A's actually came back from uh, the huge deficit. or they were, de- they, were, they were like in second place for a while. And then they, they won the division on the, on the last day. And I still remember listening to the game in my classroom on the, on the computer. Um, as they won the, the the division, it was a fun a fun day, and so I have a lot of memories. Just a few years ago, my son walked on the uh, the field pregame ceremony with his fellow Boy Scouts, and you know in, in the Oakland Coliseum, and so I'll always remember that. So every year, you know, there's something. My students, by the way, where I teach, they sing the national anthem at the A's stadium multiple times a year, usually. And uh, so there's a connection for a lot of us that goes beyond did they win or lose. You know, a lot of times people think that, but that's not what it's about, really. It's about more than did they win or lose. It's, it's, it's the memories that we have that make up ourselves, our sense of self. One of my favorites, actually, is when my younger brother, Musa, uh, we went, me and my friend Brandon and, and Musa went to an A's game. And uh, Barry Zito was warming up. He's one of my favorite A's of all time left-handed pitcher with a great curveball. He ended up pitching for the Giants, also the, the, the other local team in this area. Uh, well, my brother accidentally called Barry Zito by another player's name. He, 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 was, he was right next to us because we were in the bleachers, and he just yelled out, hey, Burns. And Burns was a, a guy named Eric Burns who was actually having a really good year that year. And so he called Zito Burns, and Zito looked up at, our, at the bleachers he kind of he stopped what he was doing and he looked up as if to say like are you kidding me kid you're you don't know who I am I'm pitching today and I'm a good pitcher and I don't know we still joke about it to this day because it, it really speaks that story speaks to baseball at its best and also the intimate nature of what this article calls and I agree with this term a true working class team the Oakland A's are one of the last working class teams and their fan base is a working class fan base. And I believe that's true. All of my sports teams kind of fit into that. I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, Oakland A's, New Orleans Saints, and there is a definite working class connection. You can argue that's true for most teams, but some teams have it more than others. And I'll say this though about the A's. When the Kings and the Saints are winning, and we're seeing this right now with the Kings, not with the Saints, unfortunately. But that connection, the working class connection, it kind of gets lost because the bandwagon starts and then everyone wants to root for, like right now, the Kings, for example. So there's a tendency to erase that passionate working class fan base when the winning starts. But with the A's, it's not so. The A's are the A's. The A's fan base, whether they're winning or losing, 
in my experience, looks pretty much the same. And that is a unique, special thing about the Oakland Athletics. And by the way, this team has won a lot. They, they've won for many years, even though they don't spend a lot of money. And, and here's a quote from the article. It says, they have been in the playoffs 11 times since 2000. And another quote, just as often as the Boston Red Sox. So I think that gets forgotten. I think the A's actually, since 2000, have been to the playoffs more than the San Francisco Giants. And now they, the Giants have won, I believe, three World Series. So, you know, more power to them for that. But the A's have been a consistent force, is my point. And like I said, I bring it up because whether it's the losses or the wins, the fans remain, the, seems like to me, living in this area of Northern California, the same fans a lot of times. And my guess is it's because of the San Francisco Giants being around, you know, having the Giants as the, in my opinion, the middle to upper middle class franchise, as are the 49ers. Now, there are, of course, working class 49ers and Giants fans. I don't want to say they're not. But to me, there is a clear class distinction between Oakland and San Francisco franchises. And it's pretty clear to me. But my main point is that having that competitive franchise across the Bay definitely creates a fascinating dynamic between the fan bases. you know. And I, I bet it's similar in New York with the Mets and the Yankees and the Giants and the Jets. The article sort of uses the word gritty to describe this fan base of Oakland Athletics fans. I think that's true. I think it's gritty and... I'll add a couple other words. I would say loyal and passionate as well. The A's fan base are a passionate bunch, and they're very, very loyal, and I bring that word up for a few reasons. I think the A's owner may not think like this, but to stick with a franchise that continually, continuously, consistently trades or refuses to sign your favorite player, your top player, whether it's um, Olsen, the, the, the first baseman, or Chapman, the third baseman recently, or uh, trading Cespedes a few years ago. There's so many, so many examples, unfortunately. Uh, Donaldson, the third baseman from a few years ago. They, they went from, they had back-to-back elite third basemen that they didn't continue, they didn't have, they didn't, they didn't keep. That's hard on a fan base, you know? That, I couldn't imagine as a Saints fan, the Saints not signing or re-signing Drew Brees or now with the Kings if De'Aaron Fox didn't get a big contract. That would be insane, right? We would not expect that as fans. But when I when I put my A's fan cap on, I have to accept that. We get accustomed to this sad kind of toxic relationship with the, with the GM and the ownership, which culminated in, if you paid attention to the news, that the the language, the rhetoric that came out of the A's ownership, a clear lack of appreciation for the fans. You know, they 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 gut a team and then they wonder why fans aren't showing up. I mean, come on, like A's fans have been so loyal, so loyal with, you know, I mean, to me, it's just un, unbelievable to just consistently not build because a big part of building a fan base and keeping a fan base and also creating new fans is to have players to identify with. So like a few years ago for me, it was, you know, Cespedes, for example, he was my favorite player. I loved watching him. He was such a talented, explosive, athletic player on the Oakland athletics. And 
to just trade him out of nowhere, basically, for no legit reason. Yeah, they wanted to pitch her, so what? You don't get rid of a player of that caliber. That is just, it just shows that, you know, they don't get it. You If you went to an A stadium at that time, all you would see was Cespedes jerseys. They didn't care. And that's a problem. And I hope that Major League Baseball at least reflects on that when it comes to ownership and when it comes to who, uh, you know, the the rights of the fan base to 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 invest their money into something that is actually going to grow and you know fans have fans have some they want to they want to connect with players you know the young fan base and the older fan base so i would say out of all fan bases the a's fans they should be the last to be criticized and it does make me wonder you know what will a's fans do now what will a's fans do as the team is moving to Las Vegas. Will will I root for the Las Vegas A's? I've noticed that Raiders fans in this area have continued to root for the Raiders, though that team has moved a few times. So I think it's they're like the team that just moves. And so people have gotten accustomed to that. I don't know if it's the same dynamic with A's fans. I'm honestly not sure what I'll do. I, my interest level in baseball has always like kind of been declining. I, I've, I'm more into basketball and football, but I do like the A's when they're playing well, so I'm not really sure. I may stop watching the sport in general. It's a possibility. I would say it's like 50-50 for me. I don't know. We'll see. I will finish with this. The A's leaving does feel like the end of an era. The A's, their games, their stadium, it, it felt like a trip to another era. It really did. Going back to the 60s and 70s, I have friends and family who've made those comments, and I definitely feel that way as well. You know, before social media, fancy stadiums, restaurant-quality food, you know? You go to a Giants game, you can get, like, a really nice clam chowder bowl. You don't get that in these games, typically. They, they have upgraded over the years, but, you know, you don't, you don't usually get that. It's old school, and they were a vintage team. And their, their fan base, you know, a vintage team with a grounded fan base, really. And that was a way that people, it was a way to escape life in a lot of ways through watching this vintage team. So I'm proud to be part of that history and, and that culture. And I think, you know, baseball is missing something when they don't see that. I'm happy the NBA realized that with the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings fan base. Like if you watch the Kings games, if you watch the playoffs last year against the Warriors, you saw why... David Stern thought it was a bad idea to leave Sacramento. You know, the NBA, whether it's David Stern or Adam Silver, I think they have a good idea of what a fan base deserves and they respect loyal fans like the Sacramento Kings fan base. Whereas, you know, I think with baseball, there's something missing. They're not really getting it. You know, they're not really getting that there's a long history here and you can't discount that. You can't discount that you haven't really offered this this these fans a lot over the years. And rather than seeing it from that perspective, they're just seeing Las Vegas and whatever Las Vegas offers, which I know it's related to gambling and it's related to to um, to money, to revenue, basically. But, you know, there's more more to life than that. And I think sp- sports has to mean more than that or it means nothing. You know, it has to mean more than that or it means nothing. Because if it's only about money, then no one cares anymore. Then we're just like 
We're just like, okay, well, I'm not really investing in the Oakland A's. I'm just, you know, it's a part of, again, identity. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Class X Podcast. I appreciate it. And um, thanks for subscribing. If you're a new subscriber, we have a few new ones from Overcast from last month. Really appreciate it. Please share it with a friend if you haven't. And leave a rating. We can always use new ratings because that draws more attention to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.